Welcome to the Life Strategy Show with Lolita Smith, where each show gets you one step closer to bringing prosperity and success to your future. Life is a picture of your mind, and Lolita is thrilled to help you imagine it. What things are holding you back? Her ultimate goal is to provide you with the direction and solutions to become your best self and achieve unwavering success. Rise up with her and know that there is a place where you can be true to yourself and a strategy to get you there. Let go and free yourself from the strings of the past and find success, prosperity, and unlimited possibility. Join your life strategy mentor, Lolita Smith, and feel that world of prosperity right here and right now. The Life Strategy Show starts now. Wow. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to do this show with the most incredible, amazing Lolita Smith. Today, guess what we're taking on? Self. Ask yourself this question. Self, what do you believe? Lolita, look, this is part of your mentoring program. This is what you work with people on. And again, it's a bigger platform for those of you that want to find out more. LifeStrategyMentor.com is one way to get there. Um, when you think about this and you think about the notion of self and belief, what does that come to mind for you? Well, you know, when you think about belief, what you believe is who you actually are. So, you know, part of my mentoring principles, because we, you know, we're going to be expedient today and, and move forward is self is the foundation of everything. So I decided to build a camp here for a moment or so, so we can get everything that we need to get in for the foundational level so that we can move on into the prosperity and success that we talk about before. Uh, but what do you believe is very important. You know, a belief system is a set of values or tenets, thoughts, ideas that a person or a group of people think. And there are different types of belief systems. Uh, there's religious, there's political, there's personal. And for this discussion, we will only be dealing with personal belief systems. And a personal belief, I like to give the definition of everything before I start so we know where we stand and we're all on the same page. Um, a personal belief is an idea someone uh, holds to be true about the world, society, and other things. And so I want to go into when you do have a belief system, your belief system actually determines your end results. So it's so funny when I was talking to Dr. Pat, she just said BFA, and that's belief, focus, and actions. And I said, that is so apropos. She said, you know, BFF, Lolita, I see BFA. So what we're going to talk about today is the, your beliefs determine your focus, your focus determines your actions, and your actions determine your results. Yeah. I mean, look at one of the things I love about what you say, and let's dig into this more, because it, to understand the mentoring principles that you've just outlined, you have to understand self. You know, because, and what do I mean by that? We just got done with Lori Reed and we were talking about, you know, ourselves in relationship to other people, but we were talking about it from her perspective and esoteric perspective. We have to understand it from a behavioral perspective. So like, I'm in a room with you, right? What do I believe in that moment? And then aren't you also, I want to ask you this question. I mean, tell me this, if we don't get self, 
we don't get to change. I mean, if we don't get like who we are and what we believe and, and where we're going and what we focus on, then it's almost as if we have no control of our life, no control of the trajectory. And then we ask ourselves, what? Oh, why did she manifest that? And I didn't. Absolutely. You know, with self, you know, what I deal with and my mentoring is self to change the perception of who you believe you are. And this is the core. And it's always the core because what you believe you can always accomplish, but it starts with the system of how you think about yourself. And then how you think about yourself is how you progress and how you progress is the results that you see at the end. And so I'm going to talk about a little personal journey that I just went on at, to show you your beliefs focus I'm sorry, your beliefs determine your focus. Now, I'll start with me. I had a physical exam about 10 days ago. When I went to the doctor, the doctor said, your cholesterol is a little high. I was like, oh no, poo. And so she said, Lolita, you need to lose about 10 pounds and that should help you to lower your cholesterol. You need to get on an exercise program and you also need to cut, of course, we've all heard your fatty foods, your fried foods, your high processed foods, all of those things that they want you to be healthy. So then, you know what I said to myself, this is where the process began. I said, I believe if I can lose the 10 pounds, the doctor said, then my cholesterol will be lowered. So that set the belief in motion. And from that point, I said, if I lose the weight, I think I'm going to be healthier. And as a man thinketh, so is he. So what you believe determines who you are. Whatever you believe in, you focus on and give attention to. So after I established that belief that losing 10 pounds will help me be healthier, then that became my focus. So my focus is then, now I have to have a dietary plan that's strict. I have to focus on what I eat, not eating all the high calorie, high fat, high processed foods. I also need to implement exercise into my diet to try to help me. And also, you know, I need to um, plan a course of where I want to be in goal setting. So at the end of that course, I can measure the results that I've achieved. So my focus went to the plan. Now, once you have a plan, your focus determines your actions. Your actions now are guided by the plan that you set forth. You know what? We have to write it down and make it plain. When you write things down, you are actually establishing things in your mind. You actually, writing it down makes it a part of you. It's like you're ascribing it within your mind. Um, so it always starts with writing it down is important. And so now I have a plan of action and now I can move forward and focus on those actions. So now I am moving forward a week later and the plan I set forth, which was to lower my intake, to exercise, to watch what I eat so I can ultimately be healthy. So I am in the process of those actions now after I develop the plan. And so with that, we move to your actions actually determine your results. Your actions dictate the results of the out or the outcome of the situation, whether good, bad, or neutral. Now, 
albeit I've only been doing this for about 10 days now since the doctor did, uh, told me this information and I started. However, I can measure my actions and what the results are from those actions at this 10 day mark. At this 10 day mark, I am very pleased to say that I've dropped six pounds from following this plan, but it started with the belief that I could lose 10 pounds to be healthier. And then it moved to the actual focus of doing that, which ultimately resulted in the plan that I needed to implement so that I could take actions on that plan. And then the plan would result in my end result goal. So I am still a work in progress. So I am hoping on the next show, the whole 10 pounds will be down <laughs> and my cholesterol will be lower, but that's how you set yourself up. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about this for a minute and jump right to it. Because if you take in noise, let's just call it noise in the signal. What would be noise? Oh, noise would be, uh, you know what? You're never going to lose that weight because your hormones have changed. You're way too old. Everybody that gets older, da, 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 da. That's noise. Uh, or um, it's going to be so painful. You're not going to get, I mean, all of that stuff, that's noise. And you know what? We're fueled by that every day. I mean, it, they don't, it, the advertising doesn't quite say it like that, but they do say it like that. They say, if you don't do this my way and buy this my way, there's no way you're going to do it because let me show you, people have not been able to do it. And isn't that part of what you're saying is that belief that you nail down, that is going, that's the driver right? That's the yes. engine that's going to fuel these other things, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes, it is. That belief was the start of it that determined my focus. And that focus is what actually moved me to the actions and the mm -hmm. actions are what is going to give you the result. But that is a perfect segue with what you said about is so much negativity out here and what noise are you listening to? What's causing and setting up your mindset, which also go hand in hand with belief is you have to have a positive mindset. You have to believe that you can actually do it, which is a positive mindset and actually shutting out all the noise around you and things that can keep you from walking into a positive mindset. Yeah. And let's talk about this too. A positive mindset is really, and let's explain what a positive mindset looks like. You know, my dad used to use metaphors, my, both my mom and my dad. And, you know, growing up as, you know, the daughter of a truck driver and a mechanic, you learn a few things, you know, so I thought about this for the show and I thought, you know what the beliefs are, they're the engine of the car. And you know what the focus is? That must be the steering wheel. But you know what the actions are? That's your gas pedal. Because you see, you know, like, I don't know about you. I grew up like driving cars really fast, driving motorcycles. And, you know, it's great to have, you know, it's great to have that engine going. It's really good. And you may have a little teeny engine, right? Or you may have a big engine. So your beliefs really a metaphor like that. But, you know, that focus is at steering wheel, right? And then there are the actions. That is when you put the pedal to the metal. And what I love about what you're talking about BFA is this, if your beliefs are driving you and you got that steering wheel going based on a belief that is not going to get you fully where you want to go, 
that engine is still going to drive that car and you're going to end up at a place you really didn't want to be. Right? Absolutely. And mindset is the gas you put in that car. I didn't know I was going to go there today. So I'm going to, I was going to let you take over now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I'm glad you went that way because that is the other part of it. The mindset is what takes you there. Absolutely. And I don't want to say it, of course, because we're on camera and we're recording. I mean, I used to street race in Washington, DC, you know, and probably <laughs> they would arrest me if they knew I was doing 90 or hundred miles an hour. Okay. Drag racing on the street. So we all have our past and our stories. Okay. But yes, the cars would focus you to get you where you are. And your mindset is just what drives you to get you there. Um, what in, in preparing for this and, and talking about how we can shift and how we can have a positive mindset. You know, I, I got a couple of principles together that I just want to discuss that if you start implementing it, you can see changes come about in your life. Now, I don't know if we, ha we have time to go into them now or we're going to go into. Yeah, them do it. No, okay. we're going to keep rolling here because I want people to hear what you're about to say, because what you're about to say is going to send them into a place of change and transformation okay, that they've great. been wanting to go. And, you know, we all, we are cluttered with noise, negativity all around us. So how do we shift that and get a positive mindset? Now, when I was preparing for the show, I stumbled across this study, which was amazing to me. It said that 40% of happiness is determined by your own outlook or internal state of mind. Now, there are some things that we can't control, so we're not talking about the things we cannot control, but we're talking about the things we can control. So right there when I read this study, I said, now, if 40% is depending on what I think, and that help is, helps to determine my happiness, that's a great place. Those are pretty good odds. So how can now I focus on that 40% and stay in a positive mindset and achieve that happiness? Now, think on these things, things that are honest, pure, lovely, admirable, and of good report. Seven principles to focus on to start your journey to a, mind, a positive mindset. Number one, Try to focus on things that make you happy. And that could be as simple as listening to good music or singing a song or thinking about, you know, being with a dance partner or thinking about something, you know, that has brought you joy. So if you think on things that make you happy, that's the beginning of triggering positive thoughts in your mind. Um, you know, sometimes close your eyes, take a deep breath. Those are things that can make you happy when you just stop and slow down. That sometimes will give you that peace and that calm that can trigger that happiness. And then the other thing you can do is call someone you love and engage in a lighter conversation. Sometimes when I'm a little overwhelmed at work, I'll call my daughter and we'll think of something that was just like zany that happened. And we'll just start laughing. We'll burst out into laughter. And after that, it's like the day has just kind of fallen off my shoulders. Wow. Uh, number two, be grateful for what you have. I think this is a really big one. You know, focus on happy memories and cherish those memories. Uh, thank the people that have helped you along the way. Think about and focus on positive things 
that you have going on in your life now. Everything is not always going to be rosy or peachy keen, but there is always something positive in your life right now that you can look at. And if you focus on that one good thing, that can help move you through the things that are unpleasant. The third principle, be a source of positivity. Be encouraging. Let your light shine brightly for all to see. Um, we don't realize it, but we unknowingly, as humans, copy the behavior of others. We mimic what we're around or mirror what we see. So if you are happy, joyful, upbeat, lighthearted, you change the atmosphere. And that's what people need sometimes. You never know with you being positive and being cheerful, what that other person is going through and what change it could cause in their life right at that moment when they really need it. It almost becomes contagious. You know, um, smile at a stranger. You know, when I was in college many, many years ago, I was walking down the street and, you know, I was in the streets of DC and, you know, it's not safe. I'm going to say that. And so I was walking and I was looking a little bit like uptight and mean because I'm like, I don't want anybody to talk to me. And, you know, a guy stopped me on the street and he said, you know, he spoke to me and said, hello. And I didn't answer. And he said, you know what? You never know what a smile and acknowledgement can do for someone like yeah. that stayed with me since my college days smile at a stranger people want to be acknowledged yeah. you know make a joke have people laughing you know anything to make shift from a negative viewpoint to a positive viewpoint is being a source of positivity and also do something nice for someone you don't know I was in the grocery store or the supermarket over the 4th of July. It was a woman in front of me. She was paying for her groceries. And uh, I told the cashier, I'm going to pay for her groceries. And the woman turned and looked at me like I had said something crazy. And the cashier said, oh, my, you're going to be blessed. And this woman said, I never expected to come in here and someone else pay for my groceries. I said, well, you know, I didn't expect to pay for them either, but I feel that that's what I'm to do. So I wanted to pay for your groceries so I could be a blessing to you. Hmm. And she looked back and she stood there until I put my things on the conveyor because you know, her stuff wasn't paid for because I told them I would, I would cover the bill. But anyway, I saw in the parking lot after I had checked out and she was just so thankful. She said, yeah. unexpected. I said, yeah. absolutely. But the impact that that has on that person's life, you may not see it then and that day, but it's definitely a positive impact. Uh, the other thing, and, and look, okay, this is the one <laughs> that I'm definitely going to have to preface and I'm definitely going to have to give a definition to, spend less time with TV or social media. However, listen to what I'm saying, that promotes negativity right or reports on the dark side of things. Yeah. Okay, so no, we're not saying TV and social media is a no-no, absolutely not. With everything, there is a balance, but what you take in is what you focus on and becomes a part of your memory. So if you try to keep things that are more positive, if you try to look at things that are good of good report, things of goodwill, nice things people are doing, that actually makes you feel good that there is still good in the world. So try to mix your social media with positive things that may be going on. 
Number five, write down or journal your wins and your victories. So you're able to look back at what you've accomplished and where you've come from. We talked about it earlier with goal setting. You need to write it down and make it plain. But that's the same way with your victories or your wins. Because when you're feeling yeah. in a funk or you're feeling a little low, you can yeah. go back and say, I nailed that. I really did. Uh, so write it down so you have it. And I say in perpetuity, because we know that, uh, I'm trying to speed this along. We know that when you write things down and you have a record or a journal, you can always go back and refer to it and see where you've come from. The next thing or principle is surround yourself with positivity. Spend time with people you love doing the things you enjoy. Spend time with the people who make you happy and unfriend negative people who are not adding to your life. Sometimes we let people hang on to us because we are comfortable. We are, you know, we are familiar, but if they are not pulling you up to take you to the next level, then they're only pulling you down. So if it's someone that's bringing you down, making you depressed or sad, then that may be someone you have to consider the relationship and maybe unfriend. And the last and the most, I think, prevalent of all is be resilient. Don't give up if things aren't going your way or if you have a bad day. Don't feel defeated. You know, ponder what you've learned from the experience. Even though you feel that it didn't go your way, there is always a learning moment in it, a teachable moment. Don't feel like you're a failure. You know, dust yourself off, pick yourself up, and try again tomorrow. I want to tell you something. I'm going to go back for a minute. And for those of you that are listening, you're going to be able to watch this back. And, and Lolita is going to have more of this on her website. So what she is sharing here today is also going to be posted. You're going to be able to download it. Um, we're going to be able to, you know, create a way for you to download it because part of starting the process and part of what you're looking at and starting the process is not just hearing these things, but, you know, Lolita is going to do more shows like this. But what you're leaving people with today is these nuggets right now, these nuggets for people and and giving people a formula. See this, 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 what we're talking about here today is life strategy, right? Are you all with me now? A life strategy map, blueprint to positive mindset. You see what she just shared? She broke it down. And she's like, Lolita is like, this is how you get it. Now, let's talk about this for people because we've got a few minutes left. If you want to find out more about Lolita Smith, go to lifestrategymentor.com. You're going to see a lot of information. You're also going to see a lot more information coming. But what I loved about what you did is this is not like we don't have to take it all on. What if people just said this week, I'm going to do this one thing, right? Can you talk to that? Because sometimes when we get this, right, we're thinking this is a buffet, people. You, you can pick this one and do it today. But the point is, you got to do it. You got to work it. Tell us about that. Wow. That is so, so fitting to the end because <laughs> I was going to tell you, I was going to leave you with what you need to do. I was going to give you a task to start the process going. And what I'll say is a positive, a positive mindset is not achieved overnight. It is a process. 
we cannot always control our situations, but we can control how we react to them and how they mentally affect us. So your task is each day to think of at least one or two positive things that bring you joy until it becomes a habit or part of your routine. That's the first step. Pick one thing that you can meditate on or think about that is good. And when you come up against situations or things that you think are negative, think on that thing to help move you through because the more you do it, you're establishing a habit and a routine, and then it will become a part of you. The more you think on the good, the less time you have to focus on the negativity. Be a change agent. Shift the atmosphere around you because you never know who you may be lifting up. You know, thank you for a powerful message today because, you know, part of what we're also talking about, you know, this is something that you actually incorporate into your coaching, into your everyday life. I want to thank you for this today. And thank you for reminding us of how to achieve success how to transform our lives. But that's why you're the transformational life strategies coach as well. Um, Thank you for that. Um, I want to ask you again, how do people find out more about you? We're going to be posting this information to the website. If you missed this show, it's going to play again. And I just want to know, what do you want to leave us with today? What's your personal message? Personal message is baby steps. It's not going to happen overnight. So just one step at a time, something that you're comfortable with. It shouldn't be something that's a task or a chore. It's something that you're comfortable with. Take the first step, think of something positive and let that permeate and become a part of you. And then add another one to that and just keep that journey. And pretty soon you'll look back and notice that negative doesn't bother me anymore because I'm keeping my, my mind focused on positivity. I love it. Lolita Smith, everybody. You can find out more about her at lifestrategymentor.com. Also, be on the lookout. We're going to be putting this in a PDF that you're going to be able to download and a checklist so you can keep track of where you are because Lolita said it, you got to write it down. Thank you for listening to the Life Strategy Show with your Life Strategy Mentor, Lolita Smith, on transformationtalkradio.com every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Rise up with Lolita and know that there is a place where you can be true to yourself and a strategy to get you there. Find success, prosperity, and unlimited possibility right here and right now every show. For more information and to work with Lolita Smith, the Life Strategy Mentor, visit lifestrategymentor.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am the creator of the Transformation Network, doing what we do in the world of positive radio, informed, educated, positive media. Independent radio hosts and independent networks have been the face of positive messaging over the past decade. So all of us here have decided we're going to put together an independent network that is going to enable people to bring their positive message of hope, inspiration, and conscious action to the forefront. Help us create a future of amazing, uplifting stories that can be told so we can tell our children and they can tell their children of what hope and conscious action is all about. 
I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, everyone. This is Sherry Clark, and welcome to Courage to be Seen. This shows for anyone who longs to take charge of their life, to create more success, accomplish their dreams, and to live in inspiring ways to be powerfully visible and visibly powerful. I'll be sharing stories with you from my own career and experiences, from leading engineering teams for the last 20 years, and also from interactions I have been blessed to have with people I've met from around the world. I want to give you the tools, techniques, strategies, and inspiration so you can be the best you. You can achieve the success you desire, personally and professionally. Being authentic, confident, and empowered are the keys to success and the life that you want. You can have the courage to be seen. I'm Sherry Clark, and welcome to Courage to Be Seen, the show that focuses on helping you achieve the success that you desire. I'll share with you tools and techniques, stories and strategies, so you can have more courage in your life, be more authentic, be more confident, and more empowered. These are the keys to having the success that you've always dreamed of. My question for you today is, are you a perfectionist? Now, your answer, you know, might be trying to outsmart and say, no, Sherry, I know you can't be perfect. There's no such thing as a perfectionist. However, deep down, you see yourself as not good enough. So while you might intellectually try to say that you're not being perfectionist because you know that you, that you really can't, maybe your actions aren't showing that. So let me ask you a few other questions. Are you overly concerned with what people think? Do the opinions of others drive your decisions, your choices, or behaviors? So while we know that maybe you can't be perfect, for some reason we still strive to be perfect. So intellectually you were saying, no, no such thing as being perfectionist. But when we look at our behaviors, we look at our actions, we look at the choices that we make, you're striving to be perfect. At least we want to be viewed as being perfect. You've probably caught me saying, especially before, and I know I've talked about it on this show, that I am like a recovering perfectionist. The fact that I even like perfected being a perfectionist. I try to do everything, be the best at everything growing up. I wanted the best grades. I want to be top in the class. I wanted every reward. I, I, I really never wanted to fail. But the reality is when you're trying to be perfect, that is the fastest way to fail. You can't be perfect. And we still are always trying to do it. But so why do we do it? Why, when we know, we're smart enough to realize you can't be perfect. And we still continually are striving at it. Even if you think that, oh, I've broken that habit. Nope, I'm no longer a perfectionist. And sometime later, you find out, whoa, I'm acting like a perfectionist once again. Maybe there's some areas in your life that you've come to realize that, okay, I can handle a little bit of mistakes in one area. 
but there's another area that you just you just don't want no way you still have that those old habits there's a few reasons for that one we like to feel safe we we want to be protected right so when you're being perfect it is like building this security blanket around you you get that feeling of protected we want to be liked we want to be included we have this deep sense inside us that we want to belong and many times we feel like if people see our flaws if people don't like our choices they see us make mistakes maybe we'll be excluded and no one wants that no one no one wants to feel excluded if they don't belong so the safer thing to do is strive to be perfect sometimes it's just as simple as we're worried about the judgment of others so we in advance are trying to figure out what are their opinions what are their beliefs how will they view you and then take action to make decisions so that way we don't aren't judged poorly or looked at looked down upon we want to be loved we want to be belong we want to be a sense of community and while we can't control everything that goes on in the world we have there's all kinds of stuff just completely out of our control we try to control a little bit and that is us and our actions and behaviors and what we do so while we can't control everything else it makes us feel good to be in a little bit of control and that's us working hard and trying not to make mistakes and be imperfect so how does this look even if you say maybe no i'm not i'm not a perfectionist um there might be some examples here that you really are doing perfectionist tendencies so when you're asked like where do you want to go out to eat or what movie do you want to watch how do you typically answer do you not give an answer oh whatever even if deep down you have a opinion you want to go for italian but you don't think anyone else wants italian food so you're not going to say it there's a movie you would love to watch but you're afraid people might not like the same movie as you so you're not even going to suggest it maybe you don't speak up and ask a question or provide an answer in a group because one you don't want to be wrong if you provide an answer and it's not the right one then you'll be judged or you don't want people to say i can't believe that she didn't know that why did she answer that ask that kind of question we like self filter our responses because we're afraid what other people might say and think maybe you're scared to try new things because you you're probably going to fail or not do as good a job as you want that first time and if you're not even having the courage to try something new because of what people might say or when you do try it you have to make sure everyone already knows nope they're they're they all know hey this is my absolute first time i'm going to be no good at this you're already telling people that there's no way you could be successful making sure you set those expectations so in case there is some failure it's okay how about do you put in too many hours on a project 
trying to cover everything, make sure everything's absolutely perfect. But the reality is the expectation was it would take half the time. And not that you were slow, you just kept doing things and just going over things over and over again, just to make sure you actually didn't want anything to be done. Another thing that people might do when they're being a perfectionist is not reach out and ask opinion of others. Run by the draft. Hey, here's some ideas and things I was thinking about. What's your opinion? Let people kind of guide the, the final result ahead of time. Perfectionists work it all through. They don't want anyone to see it till it's absolutely perfect and they're comfortable with it because they don't want someone to judge like the making of the, the work in process, like the making of the sausage. Nope, you only can see the final product. How about you ask for help? That's a, that's a very simple one. Like sometimes we're just, it's just hard and it could be at work or it could be at home. Maybe you need some help. Maybe you need, it could be help at work. You have a question. It could be help at home. Maybe you have just too much to do. And you need to bring in someone to help clean your house. Maybe it could be help us in terms of a therapist, a doctor, a friend. We just don't ask. And one last thing I'll think I'll just give you to think about on if you're being a perfectionist. Do you invite people over to your house? Or do you resist that? Because you're afraid that they might think your house is too messy. It's not clean. I can't have people over. It's too small. It's not decorated good enough. We so worry about uh, the opinions of others, and it keeps us from being ourselves. Do you know you are enough? Who you are right now? You don't have to be anything else. You really are enough. And if that is true, why do we not feel it? Why do we just doubt our, our abilities? We're always striving to be something else. We're trying to do more. This isn't healthy. You cannot be truly happy. You cannot experience joy without just being you. And that's what we want in life. And if you're always striving to be perfect, it has a ton of horrible potential outcomes. It results in more stress. It can be, result in high blood pressure. It can result in heart attacks and strokes. You can be sick more often, definitely unhappy. So we don't want that. I want you to know you are enough right now. And today we're going to talk about ways and things that you can do to live a more authentic life. Not a pretend perfectionist life, not striving to be something that's completely impossible. I want you to be you. I want you to be happy to be you. And that does not mean you're settling. That does not mean you can't set goals and objectives and work hard and accomplish more. If that's you, I want you to do that. But along the way, you have to know that sometimes maybe you're not going to be perfect along the way, and that's okay. There was a great quote I heard on Mother's Day. It was, there's no way to be a perfect mother. However, there are a million ways to be a good one. You could change this quote from Mother's Day to anything in the world, right? Maybe you want to be VP of technology, and there's no way to be a perfect VP of technology. But there are a million ways that you can do good work. And that's what you want to focus on. 
that's what we want to talk about today. I want you to be authentic. And I think this is very important, especially in this day of social media. You can go on Instagram and there are a ton of completely unauthentic pictures on Instagram. I don't even know how to do all those filters, I have to admit, but I've read some of the articles and looked at some of the things and it is amazing what a regular picture looks like. And then a posed picture and post-filtered, touched up, manipulated picture that thing is put on Instagram. Everything from the sun to the clouds to the clothes, etc. It's crazy what technology allows us to do. However, if we set that the bar that we try to be the life that we live, it is not authentic. We have so many people in this world striving to live unauthentic lives, trying to match what they see around them on social media. And that's not what we want to do today. What we want to be is authentic. You know, previously, kind of maybe if we look back and sign that many years, maybe like five years ago, if you said, oh, talk about being authentic, the example that you might have brought up was politicians, because politicians are always being accused of not being authentic. But that's not, that's not the authenticity that we want to talk about. We want to talk about this authenticity of you being you, kind of deep down in your heart, being yourself, not trying to be perfect, being comfortable knowing that, that you're enough, just, just how, how you are. One of my favorite Brene Brown quotes is, authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real. The choice to be honest, the choice to let ourselves be seen. There's so much power in that. Let yourself be seen. Courage to be seen. That's really kind of the whole idea of, the, of this show, that we can't pretend we're something else. We can't be, we can't be fake. So I really want to talk about you being you, your heart and your soul. Are you being authentic with, with yourself? Authentic is defined as you know, genuine, based on facts, accurate, reliable. Maybe this isn't um, the best definition of how you want to describe yourself, because you want to be a lot more than just this. But I think you would want to be described in this way. You want people to know they can count on you, that you're genuine that you're reliable, that what you say is something that, um, that they can count on. Because authenticity is the key to trust. Not only do you want others to trust you, one of the reasons I think through all the research that I've done, why we don't feel like we're enough, we feel we can't trust ourselves. So as much as I want you to be authentic for others, I want you to be authentic at work. I want you to be authentic for your family. I want you to be authentic for your friends. Most important, I want you to be authentic for you. I want you to know that you can trust yourself. You can trust yourself to be who you are. You can display that your choices, your decisions, your actions are in alignment with you, with your own authenticity. It's the key to trust. And if you can't trust yourself, you will never feel like you are enough. So 
We're going to strive to have the courage to truly be seen. We're going to have strive to make the decisions so you can be authentic. Unfortunately, about three-fourths of girls feel that they have to work hard to meet someone else's expectation. That's not a way to live a happy life. You need to figure out what you want and what you want to accomplish. And that's how you need to make the decisions. So, well, I will say I'm a recovering perfectionist. And unfortunately, as much as I'd like to say, I have shut that door, I put that in the closet and, and it doesn't come out anymore. It still does at times. At least now I can recognize it. I still want to accomplish a lot. I'm going to still set high goals and objectives. I'm going to strive to be the best Sherry Clark I can be. But I'm okay that sometimes I do make mistakes. I can let myself be vulnerable. Sometimes I don't like it and it hurts and it's painful. But it's a work in progress. We do, we make some progress, but I'm here to tell you, I'm not perfect, but I still have to work on not even trying to be perfect. But we are getting better a little bit each day. In addition to not being perfect, and you also can be probably playing too small. Because we don't want to fail, we don't put ourselves out there. We don't take big enough risks. We don't go and strive for the job that we really want. We don't speak up when, when we have the opportunity. Sometimes it's as simple as we don't take a seat at the table. We're okay being in the background, letting someone else answer the question, letting someone else be highlighted. We have to play better. We have to be authentic. So instead of having the mentality of always going along with the crowd, if you want that Italian food, I want you to say it. I want you to be confident that, hey, you know what? You might not even as a whole go decide to eat Italian. You might as a, as a group decide not to go watch the movie that you suggested. And that's okay. You don't have to fight just because you suggested it if everyone else kind of vetoed it. All right, maybe you can go again. But if you at least allow yourself the courage to say what your desires are and you can be heard, you will find out you will be a happier person. So I want to take um, some time and give you some steps that you can be more authentic because it really does require a measure of vulnerability. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. And know it's a work in progress. You're not going to do this in one, in one piece. You're not going to just suddenly say, oh, I'm no longer a perfectionist like me. It still comes out once in a while. But we work on it. The first thing I want you to do is strive to live in the present. Live in the moment. The easiest thing to do when you're trying to be a perfectionist is you continually rehash what happened yesterday or in the past. In the meeting, after you get done, did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Oh, and it's over and over and over again. You replay the conversation and how it went and how you could have said something different. Now, I'm not saying don't learn from the past. 
It's good to do that. Maybe document what you want to do differently next time. Learn from it. Close the chapter. Move on. Don't continue to rehash the past. Probably once is enough. Look at it. Learn from it. Move on. At the same time, don't overly focus on the future. You don't know what's going to happen. So you can't plan for absolutely every situation, every single question. Now, if you're going to give a talk, do you prepare? Absolutely. Do you want to think of what questions people might ask in advance? Absolutely. But don't be so overly focused on the future and what may happen and stress over what may happen that you're not enjoying today, that you're not enjoying right now. Focus on trying to live more right now. Be present. Notice what's going on around you. That's how you live a happy, joyous life. I tell you, the sun is shining right now. The grass is turning green. There's flowers out. I mean, like it is a beautiful time to be alive. If I start worrying too much about the next weeks, months, six months from now, you could miss how beautiful it is outside. And it's that way at work. It's that way with your kids. It's that way in any ex, uh, experience that you have. You know, one of the funny things that I read, we all now have these great cameras in our phones. We take them in our pockets everywhere we go. People are taking more and more pictures all the time. Post them on social media, for example. People that take a lot of pictures when they're out and about and in different places, they say, actually remember less of the experience. They don't get to enjoy it as much because they're so focused on taking pictures. Don't let that be you. That doesn't say don't take any pictures, but I really tried to focus on, like if there's something that we're doing as a family or out and about, you take a couple pictures and then put the camera away and enjoy the experience, whatever it is. Take a picture at the beginning or the end of the group, document whatever you want to do, but don't live through life through looking at the camera. Live life through living life. The second thing I want you to do when you're trying to be more authentic is know it's okay to apologize. You know, when you make a mistake, it's okay, admit it. At the same time, don't focus on apologizing when you haven't made a mistake. Sometimes we apologize in advance and that just say, I'm sorry, when there's really nothing to be sorry about. Notice the difference. Apologize when needed. Admit the mistake. But don't apologize just to apologize because you're like preparing them that you might mess up in advance. That's what we don't want. The next thing is I want you to practice acknowledging that you probably have mistakes. I want you to journal. Now, you don't have to share it. That's one of the great things about journaling. In fact, you can write it down and you can rip it up, burn it, throw in the trash, whatever you want. Like you do not have to share this. However, part of this being authentic we talked about is I want you to be authentic with yourself. And if you can't admit when you're making mistakes, if you can't admit when you could do better, to yourself, we're going to be a long ways from ending this cycle 
and circle of being perfect of perfectionism. So take some time to journal each day or each week. Admit what went well. Admit where you messed up, what you could do better at. Take that time to reflect. This is the one time I told you don't live in the past. Don't like spend hours and hours and don't sleep because you're just reliving the meeting and how it went. But be honest. Where are your opportunities to improve? Journal that out. State your desires in there. Where could you do better? You know, sometimes just doing things halfway, maybe it's okay. And that's all right too. Along this line, you know, I want you to focus more on experiences than maternal things. Kind of we talk about, um, you know, kind of some people are afraid to have people over their house because they're going to be judged. Who really cares? You know what? If you're happy in your house, good. Maybe you're even unhappy in your house and you want to move, but this is the best you have right now. That's okay too. The reality is there's very few people's houses that I visited that I can tell you a whole lot about them after the fact, right? It's, it's the conversation of the evening. It's the fun experience of having people together. That's what's important. So think about what you can go do, going at trying new things. I want you to listen to others. Get their feedback, acknowledge it, and then decide what part you're going to take and what part you're going to leave. That will help you be more authentic. You don't want to like ignore people. You don't want to, to think that their opinions don't matter because you can get some really good feedback. At the same hand, you don't have to accept it all. You have to learn what part of the feedback is authentic to you and what part you can just leave. I want you to acknowledge that you're a work in progress. Maybe pick some things that you could try. It could be painting. Maybe it's a new cooking class or exercise or dance, or it doesn't really matter what it is. But if you would line up a series of things for you to try, you're almost like practicing at family. And they're all new, so it's really okay, however you did. And you could do a little bit better and see that you get better. But then you know that, hey, maybe not everything has to go perfectly. Maybe they, everything doesn't have to go quite, quite as good. I want you to really let yourself be seen. Have the courage to stand up. Ask the question. Admit, hey, I don't understand this. Can you help show me how this works? Can you explain it to me? Have that courage to be seen, good and bad. I tell you, every time I've done that, every time I've acknowledged that I don't know something and someone helps me through it, man, it's just like this weight is off my shoulders. It's just like life has, has gotten better. We don't have to live life pretending we're perfect. We don't even have to strive at perfection. We want to strive to be happy. We want to strive to experience joy and live our life to our fullest. At the same time, you have your goals and objectives and work hard at them, but know that you're a work in progress. I hope there's some things that have, I've shared today that you can put in practice in your life. I encourage you to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, so that way you get a reminder when the next show comes up. Check out my website, couragetobeseen.com. My contact information is there if you want to provide any suggestions or have any questions or or things we could talk about in future shows. 
And until then, um, I hope you have a great day and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you've been inspired to take action on at least one thing starting today. To learn more, check out CourageToBeSeen.com. There you'll find my blog and additional resources, including you can download a copy of 10 Ways to Live a More Courageous Life. Thanks again for listening and make sure you tune in next time to learn additional ways to have the courage to be seen in your own life.